Welcome back to Burner Talk, where we keep it real all the time. Today, I've got two special guests. We've got a returning guest who's already been on twice. Angie, welcome back. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me back. How are you? I'm doing great. And we have a new guest, Nando Diaz. How you doing today, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate you for coming on. And if you guys don't know already, he runs the Miami Sports Vibes podcast at Sports Vibes 305, 305 on Twitter. Go follow him if you don't already. And yes, so we sir. decided to collab. I appreciate you again for coming on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been dying to come on, man. Let's do it. All right. So first, we're going to get started. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Knicks last game. It was kind of a scare. And the game before that was as well, obviously. So how do you guys think we did against the Knicks? And how do you see that win going forward? And I'll let whoever wants to go first. I just want to start off by saying I'm proud of Olenek for <laughs> playing the way he played. But the thing about him is we we're probably not going to get another game like that. Notice how I said probably because anything's possible. We're probably not going to get another game like that tonight. But, again, anything's possible. Um, Butler showed out, as always, almost triple-doubled again. He's been so close to triple-doubling so many games in a row. It's kind of, like, frustrating for me. Well, not kind of. It is frustrating, and not just for me, for all of Heat Nation, because we really want to see him come out with that. You know, it's always a good thing. Um, Nunn's been showing out a bit recently these past couple games last game he didn't show out as much as he has been these past couple games but that's okay robinson shot 0 for 5 for three pointers i just cannot believe that what do you guys have to say about that r duncan robinson i mean based on the standard we hold him to because last year he was lighting it up and he was considered pretty much one of the top i think three three-point shooters mm -hmm. and He's been slumping ever since. I don't know. I mean, he's got he's to snap out of it. Usually you see shooters, you know, they get into these stretches where they can't hit shots, and then they'll have that breakthrough game. So, I mean, maybe we'll get it tonight against Houston, but he's mm -hmm. got to snap out of it. I mean, especially when he's on a contract year. I mean, he's only hurting himself because if we're going to pay him, you know, 15, 18 million, uh, you're kind of second thinking that right now. Yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't step up his game, in my opinion, he's going to be put in some trade packages. He's going to get trade request proposals, all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff because we don't want to lose our Duncan. But I think the most like shocking part for me is that he played 33 minutes that entire game and only scored four points. Yeah, That's yeah. the part that got me. Not only the that. way he's playing right now, it kind of reminds me of 2018 Duncan. Just he couldn't shoot mm -hmm. at all. It seemed yeah, like. man, it's, and it sucks because – I mean, you're, you're playing him 33 minutes, and if you're not scoring threes, you're not doing anything because we all know he gets attacked on defense all the time. He needs to um, learn a more wide variety of shooting. He can't just always rely on himself to shoot threes, and then either he hits them or he doesn't, and that's a make or break for our team, honestly, because we count on him so much specifically for that, and if he doesn't accomplish that, then we're all, like, disappointed in him. And we can count on him sometimes to make the occasional assist or layup, whatever. Maybe a jump shot if we're lucky. But we can't always count on him to make a three because it's not always guaranteed that he's going to make a three. Like, especially like last game, he shot 0 for 5. You know, that's not our Duncan. He's normally averaging like um, above 500 when it comes to making threes, meaning that he's 
like he makes more than half the shots he takes basically so he's really got to get back into that groove really hero too i mean of course hero's been playing good but he's not bubble hero you know he's got to get back into that groove again um it's been a while since he's been back since he's been injured which was i forget how long ago but it's been a little bit so he should be getting back into that groove soon but what do you guys think i think spo did a good job of putting hero on the bench because i feel like he thrives in that role and back to what nando was saying about Duncan being a defensive liability, you don't want those two on the floor together. So, and I think Duncan's going to snap out of his shooting slump, obviously, and he's going to keep shooting, and I want him to keep shooting, as I think all of us do. So, you just got to keep putting that trust in him, keep creating plays for him, and hopefully he eventually snaps out of it. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and of course, like you said, Hero needs to stay as a sixth man because ever since – Spose benched him and has played none or the one game that we won that we before we went on our three game winning streak he started but then he put none in and then we won that game and so then Spo was like you know what maybe Hero should be a six man and then we should start none over Hero because obviously Dragic is injured and normally the starting crowd would be Dragic, Olenek, Butler, Adebayo, and Robinson but our only next available option is none because he's been like I said, showing out these past couple games and averaging about maybe 22 points a game that he's, well, not last game, but these past couple games he has. But yeah, of course, Hero has his moments where he shoots the occasional three to like bring us back up if we're down by, I think, if we're down by like three, four, just to get us back into that groove, that memo. So he's always reliable for that. And sometimes he has his games where he drops freaking like 29, 30 points. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on him yet because he hasn't really proved his point, if that makes sense. Like, Hero, of course, has his games, but then, again, he doesn't. So what do you guys have to think of that? I mean, I, I like the uh, the role for Hero coming off the bench because last year that's how he was successful. I mean, we, you know, we were all obsessed with Tyler Hero because that was his role, coming off the bench, you know, no playmaking, just go out there, give me a bucket being that six man. And that's how he, I mean, we got, how many times did we count on him in the fourth quarter? So it's not really how you start. It's how you finish. Exactly. So I think just having him off the bench, he has less pressure. He doesn't have to handle the ball, be a point guard, just go out there, give me buckets. And that's what he can do. So even though the numbers aren't like the 25, 30 point games that we saw a lot last year, I think he'll get to that because he just, he looks more comfortable. And if you remember, there was a couple times when we had a good thing going with like a bench player and then Spolster would try to start them and it wasn't the right time. Like we mm-hmm. did that with Josh Richardson, like trying to make him a point guard when that's not his game. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. all about getting these people where they're comfortable. And then when the time is right, the time is right, but they shouldn't be forcing Tyler to start. So this spot right here, I think it's good for him. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, he's still young. So he has a lot more to work on, but the like all the records he set, not just for the team, but for the NBA as well, at his age, is just phenomenal, really. Like, he's the first key player to score 30-plus points before their 21st birthday. And he's done that four times, you know? Like, it's that's not an easy task to accomplish, and he's the first to ever do it. So kudos to him for that. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, we can't always put the pressure on him because then he, if he messes up, he'll feel obligated. Not obligated, but I feel like he'll have a – like, he'll feel guilt. Like, he'll have some guilt to feel towards it, if that makes sense. Like, he'll feel like 
his because he didn't show his all that game that there he's part of the reason that they lost. So I don't you don't want to put that all that pressure on him for that. But um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what's what else do you guys want to talk about? I'll ask you guys this: When Goran returns back from injury, do you think that he should be inserted into the starting lineup? Um, even though he's 34 and we, we kind of save him for the playoffs, do you think he should be inserted back into that role and bring Tyler off the bench or bring Kendrick Nunn maybe? What do you think about that? Give him some time because he just came back from injuries. And I, then again, I get it. Like he's rested up enough for him to be able to come back. But just to take that extra precaution, like, hey, we don't want this to happen again. Because that one game he came back from an injury, he got injured again. And now he's out for how many weeks or how long? I think he might be out for the whole road trip because, I mean, you know, they were he was ruled out tonight and he didn't travel. So Yeah, he if, didn't travel. Yeah, and then if you're on a road trip, you don't know how that works with the quarantine thing. So I, I don't know. I think he might be held out the whole road trip. Yeah, I feel like that's best for him and the team, though, just because of health and safety and for his health, whatnot. But honestly, give him time because I get it. He's older. And it may take longer for him. Well, he's not older. He's not old, but in basketball world, he's old. So you got to give him some time to rest up and heal with that type of stuff, especially considering his injury. But I feel like when the time comes, it'll come and Spo will decide what's best for the team and the players. So it's not really up to um, Dragish. It's mostly, I mean, it is up to Dragish, but it's ultimately up to Spo whether he thinks that he should play or not. But, of course, if Dragic isn't comfortable playing it, then Spoh's not going to force him. So, But Kendrick's always a good replacement for any starter that hasn't been able to play or start. So, Yeah, I think I think Dragic, when he comes back, I think he should be coming off the bench. Just because, you know, he like you said, he is getting up there in age. I mean, and, you know, last year, what worked so well, he was able to perform in the playoffs because if you guys remember, he was actually coming off the bench. It was him and Hero. So, you know, with both of them coming off the bench together, they both know how to play with each other based on last year. And, you know, if need be in the playoffs, he'll be well-rested and he can start those games and, you know, have those performances that he did. And not for nothing, none starting, I think it's a better fit for him because he's, you know, he needs time to get rhythm. And when he's playing off the bench, he's not really as productive as he is when he's starting. I know sometimes he showed it last week, but I, I just feel like he just looks way more comfortable being a starter. And Dragic, like I said with Tyler, Dragic will probably be in the closing lineups finishing the game as well. And I also think if you insert Kendrick into the starting lineup, that kind of gives him a boost of confidence as well because you saw he was playing – kind of bad and it seemed like he didn't have his confidence he didn't have a shot um also when COVID hit I guess it was he just didn't seem like he had that swagger that he had last year when he was second in rookie of the year voting so I think if they potentially insert Kendrick back into the starting lineup and bring Gorn and Tyler back off the bench then we can start winning some games yeah I, I, feel, I really feel like it's a breakthrough moment for Kendrick Nunn because recently me included Everyone's been slandering him on Twitter, not just on Twitter, but just <laughs> period. So I feel like this is a real breakthrough moment for people to be like, oh, yeah, Kendrick's not as bad of a player as we all think he is. I feel like that also happened with Olenek. Like, he had one good game, and everyone was like, yo, Olenek's actually not as bad as we all thought he was. Like, you know, he's inconsistent, whatever. But I feel like Spo should have given it more time, honestly, because of his inconsistency. So, but now I guess the way Olenek got 
put in the starting lineup is how Kendrick could possibly be put in the starting lineup as well. So I feel like it's up to Spo just to like wait and see maybe, but Kendrick's been going off these past couple games. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I agree. So let's go ahead and look ahead to tonight. So we're playing Houston's the first game of a seven game road trip It's obviously always going to be difficult going out to the West coast and playing the top Western conference teams, but we're starting out with Houston and they have a pretty decent team. They brought in John Wall, Victor Oladipo. Um, Christian Wood is out, obviously, for a few more weeks. That's good news for us. He's been balling. And, um, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Anything we can. And um, they also got Boogie as well, who's going to be inserted and taking most of Christian Wood's minutes. So how do you guys think that we'll perform tonight? Do you think it's going to be relatively easy or – you think we got to bring that A game right from the start? You know, we always got to bring our A game in any game we play. So we can't let our guard down with that because I feel like when the Wizards, when we played the Wizards, even though Russell Westbrook was out, Bradley Beal still like popped off. I mean, it's Bradley Beal, you know, he averages 35 points a game, but that one game he scored six points and he kind of was pissed by that. Well, not kind of, he was pissed by that. But anyways, you can't get caught off guard because you play a team that's not, as good as the other ones because if you play a team with like like Utah with a 12 and no a 25 record I'm sorry if you play a team with a 25 record of course you're going to be intimidated you know like they've been balling the whole season you know but then if you play against a team like Washington who's hasn't been I get they haven't been playing because of all the health and safety which is why we lost half our team anyways but um yeah like you can't be you can't let your guard down with that because they still have great players like Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook people like that. Um, but yeah, we, we have to be in our A game every game we play. We can't just be on our A game for the game. The, the, sorry, I said it. For the teams that we think we n- might need the most help on. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on any team. I know Houston's been, you know, up and down, but though those two guards, John Wall and Oladipo, they can get it going. And we don't have guards that can guard. Kendrick Nunn can't play defense. Duncan can't play defense. So our whole team can't play can't play defense. I'm yeah, sorry. except for <laughs> except for Bam and Jimmy, right? And then not the whole team, know. Iggy. Oh yeah, Iggy's yeah. mainly put out there for defense, in my opinion. We can count on him yeah. to the occasional three, but he's mainly put out there for defense. Yeah, we we got some defenders. They're not all liabilities, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, but I uh, basically I just think we have to you know watch the guards, watch Oladipo, watch Wall. If we can handle them and limit them, I think we'll be all right. I think Bam's going to have a big game. Cousins is, you know, not too quick with his feet. So if you can, you know, take him to the basket a lot, he'll be caught sleeping. He's a, he's kind of like a, a white side where he'll he'll commit to a, <laughs> to a mid-range shot and then you can blow by him and he won't be able to recover. So I, I see Bam having a double-double type of game tonight for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. And it also just got confirmed that Mo Harkless is playing. Are you serious? So, yes, okay. I didn't oh. think he'd be back this soon. Okay, but, okay. Um, yeah, he the last game he played against Brooklyn, I believe it was. He was looking pretty decent. He had like two steals and knocked down a couple threes. Yeah, he was I might be wrong. That game, but, but yeah, that was the best he's played since pre-season. we acquired him. So yeah, basically. So yeah, that was the best he's played, and um. He unfortunately got injured, so maybe we will see some of that tonight. 
hopefully he gives us a little bit of a lift. So what's your opinion on Mo Harkless as of now? I'm going to let Mando answer that question. Or not I mean, okay, all right. Well, I think he can he can help mainly because uh defense. I mean, we're out with Avery Bradley, so we are missing some defense and length there. So I think you can put him in, see what he's got, you know, give him like – some minutes in the first or second quarter, maybe the second quarter, since that's a little bit of a, you know, a dead quarter where you can kind of mess around, give him like a five minute spurt, see how he does. If he's able to play well defensively and give you something, we can see how we can add him to the rotation. But if not, you know, I guess he'll have to sit out, but I think the second quarter would be when I would put in Mo Harkless to see how he's feeling and all that. Yeah, I agree. I think, we mainly acquired him for defense as well as Avery Bradley, but they also bring that veteran leadership to a relatively young team. So I hope if Spo does give him minutes because you never know what Spo they could be on the bench mm-hmm. the whole game. Mm-hmm. So nothing is ever promised yeah, if he, with the Heat right. or anything. Yeah, if he does come in, I hope he produces and he shows Spo that he can contribute to this team in a positive way. Mm-hmm, I agree. And I'm going to go ahead and look forward. I'm just going to cover this entire road trip. So we got after this, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, the Utah Jazz who are 20 and five, they've been balling. Spider's averaging 24 a game. Rudy Gobert's averaging 13 boards. Um, they're just a really good, young, talented team, well coached by Quinn Snyder. And, you know, they're killing it. And you can never go on the West Coast not thinking it's not going to be a battle. So how do you guys think we're going to fare in that game against the current number one seed in the Western Conference? Well, like I said earlier, nothing's ever promised. So it's not guaranteed that this is going to be a blowout or if we're going to somehow win this game. Like when we played Brooklyn, everyone expected it to be a blowout because, you know, Durant, Irving, Harden, you know, like all those big name players. So the first game of Brooklyn, we only lost by four points, which was absolutely like nothing what anybody expected. And Bam, that's the game Bam got his 41 point career high scoring game. And so, yeah, like nothing's ever promised. Like Houston, not Houston, I'm sorry. Brooklyn just lost to Detroit, like the Pistons, the worst team in the league, I'm pretty sure, besides the Wizards. But, um, yeah, like, I, I'm i hoping we win, you know, be one of the t- um, five teams or almost six teams they lose to. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can – the good thing about this is that Utah is actually playing Milwaukee the night before. So they're playing the Bucks, so we're catching them on the second half of a back-to-back. So they might be tired. Hopefully that works to our advantage and then we'll be rested um, because, like, you know, Spider's been going off. Conley's been going off, so any tired legs would help us. So you never know. I mean, you can win any game out here. So it's always a tough one. So, I mean, if there's anything we can lean on, is that they're playing a back-to-back. Absolutely. And also on the upcoming road trip, you have the Clippers, who lost to the Nuggets last year in the playoffs. But, you know, yeah, they got Kawhi, PG, Pat Bev. All those guys. All those That's going to be a tough game, and I then, think, because of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, all those players that they have. Oh yeah, of course. That's all. Our whole road trip's going to be a whole, a big roller coaster. We play 
um, the Lakers right. next Saturday, which is going to be scary. Um, well, not scary, but which I'm very excited I'm for. I'm excited for. I'm very excited. I am for too. It. It's going to um, be a great game. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we should hold a grudge against them since they beat us in the finals. In oh, the they NBA. will. They will for sure. We definitely will. But I feel like they're going to be aware that, like, oh, they're probably pissed at us because we beat them in the finals. Um, so they're going to play their hardest just to make sure that we lose, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they play that with um, every team. Like, they just have to make sure, like, they have to assume they hold a grudge against them. Like, oh, it's the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. They have AD. They have LeBron. Like, you know, like, everyone's intimidated specifically by the fact that they have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, who wouldn't be, you know? But, um, yeah, like I said, nothing's promised. We just got to show them who we are and give it our all. And also on the upcoming road trip, we got to play against Steph Curry and the Warriors, De'Aaron and Kelly Oubre Jr., <laughs> bro. The whole team's full of light skins. <laughs> you know, I read and that the Warriors have the biggest female fan base in the NBA solely because of Kelly Oubre and Steph Curry. You got to be kidding me. No, I'm so serious. I'm so, I read that Is somewhere. That surprising? And I was like, bro. Yeah, I don't find that surprising whatsoever. <laughs> but... I'm sure the Suns had the biggest also, female fan base last season, specifically because of Kelly Oubre. But most likely. And who was the other? Oh yeah, OKC. They have Shea Gilgis Alexander, and they also put up a pretty good fight against the Lakers um, these past two games. So, like you said, you can't sleep on any team, no matter the record. Um, any team can win on any given night. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're right. You're right. And the Thunder, yeah, they held the Lakers, I think, back-to-back overtime games. And one of them, Shea Gill just didn't even play. So if they're able to take the Lakers overtime, you obviously can't sleep on that team. They got, um, you know, they got a veteran, Al Horford. I know he's old, but, you know, if if you're sleeping, he'll drop maybe 25 and 10 on you. You never know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like we were saying earlier, I'm really excited for the Lakers game because it's a – Saturday primetime game on ABC and we usually tend to not play well on national TV. Well, excluding the playoffs last season, we didn't play well. The on bubble was TV, just a like. different environment. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know what was, was in the air in the freaking ESPN wide world of sports complex, but something was in the air that gave us that power, you know, swept the Pacers, almost swept the Bucks, beat the Celtics, played our A off in the finals against the Lakers. You know what I think it was, though? I honestly think the fact that we were in the bubble, it allowed the team to spend a lot of time together, and that's all you can do. So you if there's what? anything that's to get out of this point. road trip, yeah, it's the fact that they're going to be with each other and only each other. You know, they can't go home and, you know, chill by themselves. They they have to bond right here. So if anything, I feel like this road trip comes at a good time. Honestly, I really feel that way. That's a great point. I didn't think of that. Yo, thanks for bringing that up, because now I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. Like, you know, they're together that yeah. <laughs> like camaraderie you know that's a good point exactly you never know you never know absolutely just building the culture on the seven game road trip it's a business trip at the end of the day and we're trying to get seven straight wins oh yeah mm-hmm. oh well actually it would be oh, 10 no. straight wins yeah my exactly bad. sign me up especially if like i like we were talking about that laker game that's been circled on jimmy's calendar i'm sure ever since we got <laughs> eliminated so i expect us to come out hot, and I actually think we're we're gonna win that game. That's that's a personal game. I know they're all gonna get up for a. Maybe Duncan lights it up like he did in that game five in the playoffs. 
Bold prediction. You're going to knock on wood for that one, man, because nothing's uh, promised. You don't want to jinx us. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. You can't post nothing either because last time I did that, we lost. And last time Jay did that, we also <laughs> lost. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna post no more like stuff like, oh, we got this game, you know. But, all right, all right. We'll see, how it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. That's exactly why I don't post anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> you will not see my predictions anymore. But I will say one now. I agree with you, Nando. I think they'll come out with the chip on their shoulder, and it's going to be a very competitive game. So, I'm excited. If anything, you guys have my prayer circle on my Twitter with the Miami Heat will win tonight. So, I got you guys with that one. Oh, all right. I'll be in there. I'll be in there for sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to need it. <laughs> All right, so for some reason, I think it says there's a 40-minute time limit, and we have three minutes left. So I'm going to ask you guys this. What is your prediction for our record for this upcoming road trip? Seven games, seven tough games. So I would love for it to be 7-0, and but considering the teams we're playing, of course I'm going to be optimistic about it and be like, oh, yeah, we got this, man. But realistically, I feel like it's going to be like – Five and two, I would say, like five wins and two losses. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Maybe against Utah and L.A., I don't know. But, again, anything's possible. We could come out with a 7-0 and win streak on the road trip. Who knows? Or we can come up with an 0-7. I'm not jinxing that. I'm knocking on wood. Hold on. There we go. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd love for us to come up with 7-0. and I mean, who wouldn't? You know, like, that'd be our bounce back. You know, everyone's doubting us in the beginning, and this is our chance to prove them wrong all along. So I'm just hoping that we're able to come off with those seven wins. Yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll take five and two any day. I mean, on a seven-game road trip against these teams, I'll definitely take five and two. Um, but if I had to just keep it real, I think four and three. I was just um, gonna say that. Hey, man, if anything, four and three. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely want to you want to get out there with a you know more wins and losses. That's for sure. And want to build the chemistry coming back home. That's the main thing I'm looking for. So if we could stay afloat, four and three, build some chemistry there, build something there, then you know we'll we'll be right intact, and then we'll be back home and better chemistry could lead to many things. Yeah, I think if we can get some gritty wins on this road trip and we come back home, then we'll be feeling good about ourselves. And, you know, we're 10 and 14, but we're still in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference because it's really crowded. So just win some games and we can keep pushing. So, yeah, like I said, there's a time limit. So we got two minutes left. Um, Once again, Nando, thank you for coming on. We should definitely collab more in the future, my man. No, for sure. I got you, man. Thank you for having me. This, This was fun, man. Yeah, once again, go follow him at SportsVibes305 on Twitter. And Angie, once again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you, as always. Thank you for having me, man. Of course, anytime. All right, guys, this was Burner Talk. I'm your host, Jay. Fernando and Diaz, I'm out. Pete. <laughs> I said Fernando and Diaz. Fernando, <laughs> Fernando and Angie, I'm out. Peace. Later. <laughs>